Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today I bring to you my very special guest, Lindsay Marino. Lindsay is an international psychic medium, podcast host, and co-author of the number one Amazon bestseller, 365 Days of Angel Prayers. Lindsay helps psychic mediums all around the world to deepen their gifts and grow their business through her online programs. She also holds a master's degree in education from the University of Tampa and was nominated as one of the world's top 10 Next Generation Psychics. She's been interviewed on Low Country Live TV, Mindalia TV, Ohm Times Radio, and Sedona Talk Radio. And I had the pleasure of hearing her on Clubhouse. So she is a brand new person in my uh, sphere of influence, my spiral of influence. And as soon as I heard her on Clubhouse, I was like, Lindsay, you definitely want to apply to be on Wickedly Smart Women. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I chose you like I, I, when you were pitching in Clubhouse, because the main reason I was like, next generation psychic, let's talk about that. So what I want to start with, Lindsay, is when were you aware of your psychic mediumship capabilities you know, was that something that you came in with or did you have some kind of spiritual awakening? I definitely had a huge spiritual awakening and kind of going back to my life as a child, I started to connect the dots later, but I grew up Catholic in a Catholic family in the Boston area and loved the angel saints and the blessed mother thought it was a sin to go to a psychic, didn't know what a medium was. And it wasn't until 2007 when I had a huge spiritual awakening and I started to connect the dots of the spiritual experiences I was having as a child. So that's where it all started was in 2007. Wow. So I had my spiritual awakening in 2001 when I uh, went from being a real estate developer to having my third eye burst open and seeing angels coming up and down a stairway, a golden white stairway. And when I sat up in the park and opened my physical eyes, everyone in the park was a golden white orb of light. So I know about the spiritual awakening journey. So let's talk. I mean, and I was a real estate developer, so it was like, very woo, right? Very woo. So let's talk about spiritual awakening. And you know, I just told you a little tiny bit about my story. What was your experience? Like, what were you doing when you had your awakening? So for me, I had just graduated from the University of Tampa, thought I was going to retire as an elementary school teacher. I was teaching in the inner city school in Tampa, and it was my second day of teaching the third grade. And that day I was supposed to meet my boyfriend, Nick, to babysit 
for a family friend. And we had just spoke on the phone. And for some reason, he didn't answer his phone. We were supposed to meet at six o'clock. And I wanted to wait a little bit because he was riding a motorcycle and I was driving in my car. He was driving from another city and he didn't show up. And I called his phone a few times and a state trooper picked up. And that's when he shared that he was killed in a motorcycle accident. That's when everything shifted. You know, all those plans that I thought I was going to have in my life completely flipped upside down. And I started to experience him from the other side, giving me messages through visitations where I saw him at the foot of my bed. And I had experiences where he said, you're not going to see me for a while, but I'm still going to be around you. And that's when it all started to pour in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So often a traumatic experience of some sort is a catalyst for a spiritual awakening. Now, what I want to talk about, Lindsay, is, you know, for me, when it happened for me, I was also simultaneously, there was a bunch of other traumatic stuff that was happening in my life, but it actually was facilitated in a yoga class. Like the popping open happened in a yoga class. Thankfully, I was in a yoga community at that point. I had been in the yoga community for maybe six months. If I hadn't been, I will tell you 100%, I probably would have taken myself off to a psychiatrist and gotten drugs. So you went through a very tragic, you know, massive trauma of having the boyfriend literally not just die while you were waiting for him to show up, you know, tragically, but then you started to have these visitations like what was around you or what did you do that allowed you to accept, honor, and engage in your gifts opening rather than take yourself screaming to a psychiatrist and getting drugged up. Right. And I'm sure people were talking about that thinking, okay, she's going crazy. She's just grieving. I think it was in my heart where I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Like my big thing was, is he okay? Like I need to communicate with him and all of a sudden he's here one second and then he's gone. And it was definitely traumatizing. I can't put it into words, but it was the conversations that happened before he passed that I started to think about when things started to unfold. And it was just a feeling. It was an inner knowing that he was by my side. And I got to the point where I didn't want to see anyone. I wanted to stay in my apartment. I had just moved. I had this exciting new job and really the children, my third graders were the ones that kind of got me through different moments, but experiencing the signs, there were moments where I thought, well, I'm maybe going crazy, but I know in my heart that this is real. Mm -hmm. So I would keep on asking for a new sign to confirm that the sign that he was giving me was real. Mm -hmm. So that kind of conversation was going back and forth. I was doing a lot of reading up on near-death experiences, watching a lot of TV shows around mediumship, communicating with him through channeled writing, and doing anything and everything that I could do to connect in with him. Mm, Yeah. So let's talk about giving yourself permission to explore all of those things, right? Because you were Catholic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, like that's even like another layer on top of things. So let's talk about what did it take for you internally besides 
and I, I want to make sure that everybody heard that she kept asking for affirmation. It wasn't like you just took one piece of input and said, oh, this is what's happening. You actually requested, you asked, right? Ask and it is given. You mm -hmm. asked for validation and affirmation from the other side. For me, I asked for help from my, you know, this side, from right. people who were in the yoga community and other people who were coming into my life that started to affirm my experience. And I also affirmed my experience by doing journaling and channeled writing and things like that and just exploring all the things that you uh, mentioned as well. But what did it take for you to give yourself permission to kind of lift the lid on the Catholic upbringing? It's interesting because I didn't even think of it as a concern at all. At that point, I was in so much pain that I didn't even think about it. But if you asked me the month before he passed, then that would be a different story. I would have thought, well, should I be diving into this sort of thing? But at that point, my whole life was over. I, I didn't care what, if it was a sin or not, I knew what I needed. I needed to talk to him. And I knew that it was healing for me to receive these messages and these feelings that were coming over me, you know, feeling him tap my arm or feeling warmth around me, knowing that he was there to guide me through this moment that I, I needed someone. And he normally would be that person that I could go to for grief. And he wasn't physically here. Hmm. So, yeah. So let's talk about um, how you kind of transited from that into deciding at some point along the way to serve others with yeah. your message, with your gifts. Like, I know for me, it took me a little bit to just give myself permission to acknowledge that I had the gifts, right? That the gifts had popped open, right? And then I took time like you did to investigate and explore and get support and books and start taking classes and things like that. But then at some point along the journey, you get kind of activated. I don't know if that's what happened for you, but that's what happened for me. I got activated like, oh my God, I have to actually now serve. So can you talk a little bit about that process for you? Definitely. I felt like I was attending things like Reiki circles. Mm -hmm. And I was also going out to the bar and restaurants because I was trying to get out of my house and, you know, push myself to do different things. And there were different situations that ignited the confirmation in me because it's one thing to connect in with your own past loved one, but it's another thing to connect in with other people's past loved ones that you don't know any information about. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a moment where I went out to a local restaurant slash bar and I was communicating with someone that was living there. And we got talking about spirituality and his mother came through and his mother shared that she was a nurse. She passed away of cancer and started to give messages through me to this male that I was talking to. And he said, I just want you to know anything that's happening with your boyfriend that you're connecting in with. I want you to be just know in your mind that you are really connecting because everything that you said about my mom is real. And I knew that I needed to help other people so that they knew that it wasn't just the end all be all when we physically leave this earth, that we never truly die. We live on and they wanted us to know this, you know, that our past loved ones want us to know that they don't want us to stop living. Mm -hmm. And it was just my passion to help other people know that. Mm. 
Beautiful. All right. Well, so let's take a, a short break because we're already at the break. <laughs> let's take a short break because I want to really dive in after the break on a few other things. And so right now we're going to do that. We're going to take a break because I know if I ask you a question now, we're going to go over Wickedly Smart Women. We could use your help. If you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. Any amount is a help. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I do want to announce that... Uh, This year is the year where we're going to take Wickedly Smart Women and expand things a little bit. So we're beginning the process of building out the Facebook group. We are beginning the process of building out a store where you can get Wickedly Smart Women merchandise. And I just started on Saturday the Wickedly Smart Women Entrepreneurs and Change Agents Club in Clubhouse, where I am welcoming Wickedly Smart Women Entrepreneurs and Change Agents and the Wise Men who love and support them. So that's going to be a stomping ground in Clubhouse that I'd love to invite people who are in Clubhouse already or who are hearing this and decide they'd like to be in Clubhouse. By the time this episode airs, I think Android users will also be in. Please just reach out and uh, ask if you can get an invitation from me and I will send one off to you if I have them. There are some limits to those invitations. I do want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week, we have 81 countries now that we are downloading in. And so I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Iran. Tajikistan, and Panama. And we will be right back with Lindsay Marino. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Lindsay Marino. Before we went to the break, we were talking about how she suddenly got called to start serving people. And one of the ways that she serves people, as I mentioned in her bio when we were introducing her, is she helps other psychic mediums all around the world to deepen their gifts and grow their business through her online program. So I'm going to invite you to go to www.lindsaymarino.com and you can just dive in at that website and find out all about what she's got going on encourage you to definitely buy her book and tune into her podcast and possibly become one of her students. So we will have that for you in the show notes. So Lindsay, so I want to start with the business side of things. Like, okay, so first we say yes to being a psychic medium. (laughs) Then we say yes to 
helping other people. Then we say yes to, okay, you know, how can we best help as many people as possible? And generally speaking, that requires starting to build your own business and entrepreneurship. So talk to us about that decision, what guided that decision, and, um, you know, how you have stepped into not only being a psychic medium yourself, but also positioning yourself as one of the top 10 next generation psychics and a teacher for other psychics. So let's talk about that. Well, for me, everything kind of happened organically because I didn't expect that I was going to even charge for readings. You know, it started one way where I was grieving, wanted to connect in with Nick, my boyfriend. And then from there, I wanted to help other people. But I always had in my head, well, I should just give the readings to people. And if they want to donate to me, then I'll do that. That was my thought process. And then I realized, you know, just like a a person that's singing at a concert, even though they love what they do and they're bringing this healing, they still need to get paid for their time and energy. And I was giving free readings for a few years and things got so busy that I really had to restructure what was happening. So I ended up knowing that, okay, I have two years left in the school system after there was seven years I was there and I gave myself that time to leave. So I was doing the readings on the side left to go full time because I knew that I was doing audience events and I had to travel and I couldn't do both. My energy couldn't be in two different places. And then organically people were asking me, do you teach about intuition? How can I learn about that? I did some mentoring there, then created a course for intuition. And then it led to the mediumship mentoring. And then that was creating a course. And then I found my medium friends were asking me for business advice. And my mentorship students were asking me for business advice. And then I created the business program. And I feel like when we're going through this process, we need support too. So I created a membership for mediums. And it's just kind of unfolded where there were moments where people would ask me, do you offer this? And I'd say, no. And then it shifted. I'm like, okay, it's time. And I just listen to that guide when it comes through. Yeah. So let's talk about the guides. Mm -hmm. Are you still, is Nick still your main guide or have you graduated? Have you graduated to a guide team? (laughs) So that's a good question. Well, I believe that Nick is still around. Nick definitely comes through. And actually my husband, I met my husband about four years after Nick passed away and they were childhood friends. We had never met. So Nick brought us together and he still comes through to both of us. So we communicate with Nick. Um, There are guides that are around that work with us, which I know you know this, but I I believe that a lot of my loved ones are here to help me with anything that's coming up in my life. And I I know that they're there, but then I have guides that work with me when I do different things, you know, healings and work on myself. And and also when I'm connecting in with past loved ones too, I know that they're present. Beautiful. I like to call it my upstairs team. I call it the upstairs team. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I love that you made it clear for our listeners that you actually have different guides for different aspects. So there right. is, I, I would agree with you, there's a difference between calling in like your personal team to support you and your growth and your evolution and your own, you know, unfolding healing process. And then there's 
the team that's like I call it the celestial business team, the -hmm. team that comes in to help and support and overlight and guide the process of business. And then, you know, there's certainly teams for physical health. I've been working with my physical health team and it's almost the same as on the 3D level. You got to have experts in each area of your life, but they're at the upstairs team level. So, yes, I want to talk now about setting psychic boundaries, because I think one of the things that I noticed happened for me, and I hear that it happened for you as well, is, you know, you start giving it away for free, and then you make the decision that you're going to have a business. But I still, to this day, and and I'm, it's much better now than it used to be, because I've, I've had a conversation with the upstairs team and said, don't send them to me if they're not going to make an investment, right, to work with me in this way. But every now and then, somebody will come in front of me, and it's like, so there to say something. So how do you navigate in your own inner world and with your team around boundaries? Because sometimes the upstairs team doesn't really get the 3D. Mm-hmm. So so when you say boundaries, do you mean like when they're coming through when you're doing day-to-day things or more from the outside people living So let's say, for example, you go to an event where you're going for your own well-being or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're standing in the line with somebody in the dinner line and and their team comes in and you're activated, you you know, you're hearing stuff and it's like, you know, I mean, it happens, right? That's a good question. So it's funny because at the very beginning, I would be in the grocery store and I would have different experiences. Now I'm very selective of when I'm using my energy. So I actually totally zone out everything else. Like I'm not tuning into it throughout the day-to-day basis, but when it comes to doing private readings or doing events, then I'll open up right then. And some people will say to me, well, do you get anything around me? And I always say, I'm not tuning into your energy right now because I'm turned off. So I really had to focus in on when I was opening up and and when I was turning off. But the funny thing is, is at the beginning of this process, I feel like my soul wanted to practice. So I would say, oh, I can't. I can't control it at this point, but really I think that I wanted to at that moment. I wanted the practice. Now I know that I want to really be selective about when I'm using my energy in that way. Beautiful. So what I'm hearing, the kind of the subtext for that is that you have now come to understand not only the value of what you have to offer, but the importance of self-care around stewarding the gift in a way that both honors the gift and also honors the giver of the gift or the deliverer of the gift. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, definitely. I feel like there's a balance. And if I didn't do that, I think I wouldn't be good for my clients. You know, I wouldn't be good for my students. And I think that's a big thing that comes up with the mediumship development questions that come through for my students too, when they're trying to kind of separate their human life and then their mediumship life. And it really is a perfect balance when you can do it in that way. It's so much more powerful. Yeah. Well, so the other thing I want to underscore here is I want to talk about you know, for me, when I was going through my evolutionary process, my spiritual awakening and bring, you know, onboarding all the gifts and, you know, a lot of healing as well as meeting, you know, all the things, psychic gifts. At one point in my journey, like I was out all night long. I was out working all night long 
And then I would, I would get up in the morning and be working and parenting and doing all the things. And finally I was like, yo, time out upstairs team. So I had to set boundaries with the upstairs team and myself to say, no, this is not how we're playing this game. And what I want everyone to hear who is awake and have has had an awakening and is onboarding your gifts or acknowledging your gifts or using your gifts for generating revenue is you have the power to navigate and control your power. Like you have the power to say yes or to say no. You have the power to say yes or no to people as well as to the deceased beings, as well as to the upstairs team. So I just want to make sure that everyone hears that you actually have the power because initially it can be a little bit mind-blowing to say the least. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, if there was um, one more thing I want to talk about, I think it's how did you end up being nominated as one of the world's top 10 next generation psychics? I actually don't know. A friend shared it with me and said, did you know you were nominated? And I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Um, One of the things that I feel is so important to always share your story, because I feel like if people can hear everyone's story, then there may be some healing in them. So even though I'm a natural introvert, I really focus on being vulnerable and share. So I don't know if it was my story was seen or if someone experienced a reading or, or what took place, but I feel like there were so many years where I held back and I was afraid to share who I was, especially when I was in the public school system. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I couldn't hold back anymore. There was too much to share, just like everyone has that ability to share their truth and their experience. And it's going to heal at least one person. And maybe that's how I was nominated. I'm not quite sure. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited for you. And I'm really excited that you're claiming, you know, your value and your power and you're serving so many people. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to honor the gifts. So, all right. Well, if there was one more thing you'd like to say in the last minute to our listeners, what would it be? I would say that the importance of knowing that we can all connect in to the spirit realm, it's just staying open to the miracles that are right in front of us. And sometimes it is just focusing on how can I open up my eyes, you know, in a different way? How can I open up my heart in a different way? Our loved ones are always with us. They've never died. They're just changing their way of communication. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Beautiful. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. And be sure to check out Lindsay at lindsaymarino.com. We'll have that in the show notes for you too. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom 
and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.